In the name of God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, amen. Please be seated. So has everyone had a nice relaxing morning so far this morning? <laughs> yeah, mornings like this can feel stressful getting everyone up and out of the house, but just think you are here, you have made it. I see everyone wearing nice pretty Easter clothes, especially the children. You've gotten them dressed, you've cut all the tags off their clothes, it's great. Now somebody's out there thinking, did I cut the tags off their clothes? <laughs> sorry, sorry, that's mean. Happy Easter, everyone. Very glad that you're here at St. Michael. This is one of those days where lots of people come to church that don't come to church every Sunday. No judgment, no judgment. Glad that you are here. But if we're not careful, a day like today can be one of those days where we check a box off, you know, go to church at Easter, check. But I think it can be more. I think that the message today that I want to make sure that you hear is that God wants more from us. God wants more for us. God wants for each of us to have a place where we really belong authentically, who we are fits and belongs. God wants us to have a place where we can remember the people that we have loved but see no longer and honor them. God wants a place where children can know that they are loved just as they are. God wants all of us to have a place where we remember that it's not all about us and that the pressure we put on ourselves is really unnecessary because we cannot and do not need to earn God's love. The story we just heard from our gospel lesson today is one of those stories that tells of the miracle of Jesus's resurrection from the dead. Remember how we got here, Jesus, teacher, rabbi, miracle worker, healer, is put on trial and is executed, crucified, and he's dead and he has been put in the tomb and his friends think he's dead. Well, of course they do. They know how this works. They saw him die, they buried him in the tomb, and yet they show up to the tomb and it's empty. This makes no sense. They knew him, they walked with him, they learned from him, and now he's gone and they're distraught. All until they hear the good news from those who came to the tomb first. He's no longer dead, but he's alive, he has resurrected. And yet this idea did not make a lot of sense at first. It took a while for the people who knew Jesus to figure out what resurrection even meant. For us, it can also be confusing. Unless, of course, we distill it down to one very simple idea. God loves us enough to know what it's like to be us. You see, the cross and the death really just means that God knows us. The cross has become for us a symbol of who God is, what God knows, and what God can overcome. You see, the truth is we can't escape pain and suffering. We know that none of us make it out of this life alive, but God also has been where we are and where we will go. God has walked the steps that we walk and will walk, and God has defeated every fear, even death itself, because God loves us that much. But you see, 
That all sounds nice, but it is still just so hard to fathom what it means. Did you know that a recent survey of U.S. adults found that now, for the first time ever, there are as many adults who identify as atheist or agnostic as there are who identify as Catholic and evangelical for the first time ever. And that's not so good. I know that kind of sounds bad. But I'm going to tell you something that you may not expect. I'm not going to tell you that these self-proclaimed atheists or agnostics are bad, no. Instead, I'm going to tell you that I sympathize with where they are. I sympathize with where they are because I do not think that most of the people who responded as being either atheist or agnostic are somehow professing some very super thoughtful philosophical approach to the complexity of life. I think most of them are just expressing some kind of frustration or confusion, some inability to make sense of religion, of what it is that we are here to celebrate today. And for that, I am very sympathetic. And if we're honest, most U.S. adults weren't taken to church every Sunday, and even if they were, they probably weren't taken to churches that formed them well. They probably have church experiences in their past of places that were kind of mean and judgmental, at least places who were anti-intellectual, who didn't encourage asking questions, and left them feeling like it was just too far away, didn't make sense, wasn't worth the effort. But today we hear the story of Jesus' resurrection, and resurrection means that God knows us, that God loves us so completely and so fully that no amount of pain or suffering or brokenheartedness can separate us from God. God even knows what it's like to die, and God is still God. God overcomes death. God defeats it all, which means we no longer need to fear. We no longer need to be afraid of whatever it is that we can't control or predict or even know. We all need a place to remind us of those things. And that's really where church comes into play. The best of church gets out from behind the thick layer of junk that the world can produce and helps us to see the very truth of the simplicity of love that God offers. See, there's a big difference between religion and gospel. I want to make sure we know. Religion says, I messed up. My dad's going to kill me. Gospel says, I messed up. I better call my dad. Gospel is about love. Gospel is about forgiveness of everything, cleansing of everything. True gospel is about overcoming even death itself. The story of healing and wholeness, that God can heal whatever is broken. But here's, here's the catch. If God can heal whatever is broken, we have to actually kind of know we're broken first. And we're not good at that. We're actually quite good at covering up our faults, of hiding any blemish, of securing ourselves so surely that we can overcome any catastrophe and kind of sweep it away. And when we're too good at showing just how healthy and strong and whole we are, then death and resurrection of Jesus just seems like an interesting story of a pretty nice guy. 
but this story is a whole lot better than nice. The invitation and the offering to you is so much more than nice. This story of Jesus is an invitation to become part of God's truth, of the entire truth of our whole world, to connect with a God who loves you because he does, but who can also heal you in every broken place that you have. Little secret is that God's already in us. God's already in each one of you. And I saw that revealed in a pretty unique way just this past week. How many of you watched as Notre Dame Cathedral burned, captivated so many people all over the place. I love that church. I remember going there as a child and seeing the amazing windows, those spires and hearing the bells. And when I watched that spire fall, it caught my breath. But what I thought was so interesting, remarkable, is watching the people of Paris Catholics and atheists and everyone in between gather around that cathedral and watch from a distance as they cried and then as they sang in the streets. Because even those who had been so disconnected for so long could not bear to see that cathedral burn because God is in us. Even if we deny it, God is there. And then perhaps the best thing was the next morning. Did you see the pictures of racks of candles still lit in the cathedral, even after the fire had been put out? Candles that were lit the previous morning burned still after all the water and all the people and all the smoke. Now, not all of us know what it's like to feel like we are a house on fire, but I bet some of us do. We know what it feels like to have that wind knocked out of us, to have the floor drop away, to feel like our heart has broken in our chests, to see like there is no light at the end of such a dark tunnel. But the truth is that no heartbreak, no fire, no diagnosis, not even death itself can extinguish a flame that is lit by Christ in our hearts. God is in us. And let's make sure that today is not just another day to check a box. Let's make sure we do something better, that we live in a better way, that we are better to ourselves in response to God's love. Let's start fresh and become part of God's new world that began with the resurrection of Jesus and continues with each one of us who live lives of goodness and faith and love. There is a light inside all of us that this world cannot extinguish. So let this Easter day be a new beginning for you. Let God light a fire inside your heart, fresh and new. And then let that light shine for the whole world to see. Happy Easter. Amen.